Hey everybody, welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop with your host, Zach, THS Chop Shop, also known as Zach, Mr. Eyeliner. Um, fortunately tonight, I'm just going to be doing a solo poke podcast because Evil Pris has other things to do and some great things she's working on, but she'll be back next week. I want to thank you all for continuing to listen to our podcast, and tonight I'd like to talk about a movie that I first saw in the early part of the year with my best friend, and it was the first horror movie I actually listened to because I actually watched. I mean, because I was afraid to go to theaters, you know, COVID and everything, but it's the first horror film of 2022 that I watched, but it's a film from 2021, and tonight's film will be the black phone yes the black phone that many people right now are sporting the grabber mask just like the scream mask and i probably will be the grabber for halloween i'm planning that actually and the movie i must say i read the book afterwards and joe hill who is stephen king's son the king's son uh he wrote this and I read the book afterwards, I had this said, and I want to say the book is beautifully written, and it's kind of like his version of his father's Stand By Me meets Misery or something, and in my opinion, I think that he's coming into his own with some of his writing, starting from his first, like, big one, Horns, and I love this movie. I was waiting for this movie for a while. When I saw the trailer starring Ethan Hawke, I was so impressed by it. So, all right, let's get into the review of this movie. Well, first I want to say, it starts off in like 1978, and a serial child abductor named, nicknamed by newspapers and whatnot, is called The Grabber. And I think The Grabber name is going to go down in our history of horror now as a new name. The Grabber prowls the streets of Denver, suburbs, siblings, uh, and we meet the siblings, Finney, uh, and Gwen Blake. Uh, I gotta say, the relationship between Finley and uh, Gwen, oh my god, like Gwen, when that one scene where you see Gwen sees her brother being beaten up by the bullies and she like hits this guy, one of the bullies with a rock to his head, that's a kick-ass sister. Most of us want siblings like that growing up and hope we continue to have them for the rest of our lives. That was uncannily amazing. The whole movie reads beautifully like a portrait of the timeline of that time. And it reads like a family tragedy mixed with like what's going on in that world at that time. So, at school, Finney's frequently bullied and harassed. He has a friendship with a classmate named Robin. Robin is a, such a cool character. We first meet Robin when he's beating up a bigger bully and... He, that's when he finally goes to the bathroom and he fends off bullies for Finney and a boy from another school that Finney knew, Bruce, we learned in the beginning, is abducted by the Grabber. We don't see the actual scenes yet, but I want to say we will get to that. Gwen, the sister, who we learn has psychic dreams, much like her late mother, dreams of Bruce's kidnapping and sees that he was taken by a man in a, ma in a mass driving a black van. 
all the detectives know is like they saw black balloons on the like on the scene of the crimes. Okay, well, the fact that like Bruce's sister is told by Gwen some details of her dream. The detectives Wright and Miller interview Gwen, and that's a great conversation because like that is a little girl saying the most vile like kind of like cursing and everything else in a movie like this, but she's serious. And what she knows that her dreams are predictions and have happened. So that was that was great. That I, she becomes one of the best, biggest characters in this movie. I gotta say, as a young actress, uh, she won she won me. She is one of the best actresses that should be coming out of the the scene right now. All right, so this is Wright Miller interview Gwen, but struggles to believe her claims. The Grabber then abducts Robin. And let me just tell you. So Robin is a character who's beating up the bully, like I told you. But Robin's actually Finney's, like, friend. Like, his, like, I think it's only friend. And I, the scene where they have a scene in the bathroom when the bullies are trying to get Finney. But Robin comes in and's like, move. And tells them all his stuff. And either they start having, like, this personal, cool chat. Like, if you and... You and me had that chat, like, growing up, and we were in high school, junior high school, in the bathroom. That would be it. Talking about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and, like, oh, Finney's like, my father would never take me to see an R-rated movie. Um, and his, and Robin's, like, he replies, like, oh, my uncle takes me to the drive-in every day. These are memories of great times, and you can, like, kind of sense that Stephen King feel right there. I know Joe Hill is his old man, 100%. I don't want to, like, compare them, but Joe Hill has a great future in writing novels and translating them into good movies going forward. I can see that because of his dialogue and probably things he learned growing up and what he saw. So then we get into, on the, um, you know, uh, his sister, and uh, Finney and his sister Gwen are talking about like the missing kids. Finney is, I just don't want to say the name, Grabber. Like, why? Are you... Are you, like, scared of this and that? And she's like, I'm sorry. You could see the love. That is the best relationship between a brother and sister in a movie I think I've ever seen. And at that point, we've already gotten Robin. We've already gotten the first kid taken by the grabber. But we don't see exactly how they're taken, which I think is brilliantly done by the director. The grabber then abducts Finney because... He's walking, and he sees a man fall down with his groceries. Can I help? And he's like, are these black balloons in your van? Yes, they are. And in a creepy voice, he then drugs him. Next thing, and but Finney gets a good mark off there and stabs him nicely in the arm, in the hand, I think. And that was great. So after that, we find Finney... Awakening in a soundproof basement. But on the wall is a disconnected black rotary phone that the grabber says does not work. And at this point, the grabber is doing his creepiest voice. And I gotta give props to Ethan Hawke because Ethan Hawke is the creepiest performance of his lifetime in this fucking movie. And if you disagree, let me know. But I think it's the creepiest performance of his lifetime. And it's really creepy if you see it like that. And Finney, then later on, Finney hears the phone ring and answer it. First time, nobody's on it. He later thinks he hears the phone 
it's actually the grabber like what do you mean and the grabber's like and he's like what are you doing he's like i want to watch you it's creepier ethan Hawke gets creepier in the movie man i'm like that's crazy so uh it, it takes its time but it takes its time very perfectly he finney hears the phone again he answers it finally again bruce's ghost the boy who was first taken, who was on the first scene with him, when he said, your arm is, you know, blah, blah. And it's, it, that was like, your arm is mint. Yes. And that's the first person he talks to. And Bruce doesn't know who he is, really. Because Bruce's ghost is unable to remember his own name. Because you know why. He's not alive anymore. And he tells Finney about a floor tile that he can remove to dig a tunnel to escape. And this is where we get the beautifully set up scenes of most of the victims' lives, up until the abduction and kill, like many victims to come in the film. And I love that. It showed such creativity of providing us that. At this point, the police search for Finney, and they're unsuccessful. The grabber brings Finney food and leaves the door to the basement unlocked. Finney asks, what you put in this? Well, I would have to put anything in your food. I already have you here. Okay, creepy guy all right and so he gets up finney prepares to sneak out but is stopped by another boy on the phone called billy who we find out billy is somebody earlier on that was a paper boy that the grabber grabbed and he was one of his victims so finney explains so, so finney listens but billy explains that he's waiting upstairs to attack finney with a belt if he leaves the basement he left the door open on purpose, obviously. But, like, this is all a play. So, Finney doesn't do it. Billy instructs Finney to use a cord Billy found to get out via the basement window. Well, as most escape, uh, escape attempts take happen, I think, in horror films, right? Or in most of these movies, there's many mistakes. So, while Finney is climbing... He's trying his best. Finney breaks the bars on the window, preventing him from climbing back up. And in that time, we get to Gwen again. And I think Gwen, to me, is like the superstar of this film. She's my MVP. Gwen dreams of Billy being abducted and confides in her father about what is happening because there is this really great scene, I think, that's very much in the vein of a Stephen King, not like Stand By Me or something like that, Joe Hill again, is his son, but Joe Hill has his own version, and this is great, because this could happen in any life, in any family, any day of the week. If there's a scene where uh, Finney is basically, wakes up at home. This is before I, all this other stuff. And Gwen, all of a sudden, he is Gwen being, like, screaming. And Gwen is being beat by her, by her father with a belt. And when she tries to do something to pick up his vodka, if you drop that vodka... Yeah, yeah, he, he's a scary dad, man. A lot of us had scary dads and stuff like that. She drops it, and he continuously beats her with the, the belt. And after that, he explains to her, You're not your mother. Your dreams are not are just dreams. And she, he makes her repeat it. My dreams are just dreams. Okay. You know, that's that's horrible. Like, people have that before in real life. But that's sick. After that... He lets her go, and he's like, and do not put any ice on that bum, because I want you to remember what you did. Like, that is, like, that's alcoholic father syndrome 101. You can tell that right there. That's a brutal real-life kind of scene. 
You know, like Gwen really has some of the best scenes and before everything happens. So after all that, I'm so sorry I got into that one, guys. But yeah, after all that, we realize that a lot of stuff is kind of supernatural. So, and Wright and Miller speak to an eccentric man looking for, knocking on every door, looking for any hints, and talk to this guy, Max, who we find out, like, after he's, like, scrambling, you can tell the guy's blatantly on blow. And he's on, and, yeah, all right, yeah, cool. All right, well, I'm just staying here with my brother. I'm from another area. And a couple, before one of the cops leave, they're like, yeah, maybe you want to clean up before your brother gets home. <laughs> they see the three lines on the table, which is awesome. I'm like, and he's like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah, dude, you're lucky the cops didn't arrest you. They're looking for a missing kid. So, that's good. It's then later revealed that Finley is being held in Max's basement from there on, which he is unaware of, and the grabber is his brother. Ooh, guys. That is like, yeah, your brother's coked up all day. You don't realize your brother's like kidnapping kids downstairs. All right, cool. After a, a exchange with the grabber, he tests Finley's honesty. Grabber comes down with like a tray, asks him what his name is. He lies about it, throws the tray down, takes out a newspaper, throws it at Finney, and shows him that Finney's in the paper. I was thinking about letting you go. Nope, not anymore. So that happens there. Finley speaks to another one of the victims, Griffin, on the phone. Griffin shows Finley a combination to a lock and informs him that the grabber has fallen asleep upstairs. Boom, boom, boom. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. So Finley tries to ruin the combination to the lock and, and gets up there, sneaks up there very nicely, unlocks the door, but the grabber's dog alerts him for Finley's escape. Finley finally closes the closes opens the door, flees down the street, trying his best, screaming, but the grabber gets him, and I'll slit your throat like a pig if you speak, and I'll tie I'll strangle you with your intestines. Alright. That's one up on a screen movie, I gotta say, in that terminology. <laughs> well, after this, despondent over his failed escape, Finley's like defeated, man. He answers the phone to hear another victim. And it's this guy they talked about earlier in the movie, a punk called Vance, whom Finney was scared of. And Vance informs Finney of a connecting storage room he can escape through if he breaks a hole in the wall. And if he breaks the hole in the wall, he gets an exit through the freezer on the other side of the wall. Free and before all that though, I love Vance. He's like, Today's the day, motherfucker. Today's the day of your reckoning. I'm like, yes, that was so punk rock. That was very much I, this movie came out before the Stranger Things season came out, but he very much remembered me, reminded me of Eddie. I, it totally remember me, reminded me of Eddie from Stranger Things, I have to say. So, after the freezer, he can't get through it. It's locked. The phone rings one more time. But, like, he's defeated. He's crying. And he picks up. It's Robin at the end of the phone, who lets him know he's always been with him. He... His father died in Nam. He never let a man behind. And he's not going to die in vain, letting his friend die in vain and, and behind. So he confronts Finney and encourages him to finally stand up for himself. For once, when he got beat up by the bullies, when he got beat up by people, he never stood up for himself. He's reminding him to finally stand up for himself. So he instructs Finley to remove the phone receiver and pack it with dirt he had dug up to use as a weapon. And he shows Finney the moves to do. Many times in a row. 
So right now at this point, listeners, I want to tell you, everybody that Finney has been able to talk to on the phone, and he's been the first person to pick up the phone and talk to them, they're telling, they're teaching him way, way, way. They're giving him ways to escape. They're giving him a whole blueprint to get out of this, finally. So all these lost souls that have been killed off by the grabber are working together on any, every other phone call to provide Finney with a way out of this scenario and to save him because someone needs to get rid of the grabber finally. So as this is going on, the awesome sister Gwen, his dreams of Vance's abduction, discovers the property of the grabber because the same thing that Vance was talking to with Finney, Gwen sees, but she sees the address of this. She finds the house, finally. Because she's a psychic. And oh, goddamn, she's got great teens. Like, Jesus, I'll never, I'll never not believe in you again. Because she's praying to Jesus through the whole movie, trying to get dreams from him, uh, believing that, like, you know, she could find her brother, which is, like, a brilliant teen. She's such an amazing actress. And at that point, we see that Max, like, still doing his lines. Max realizes Finney is being held in the house. And... It's kind of questionable about it, runs to the basement to free him. And he's like, listen, my brother's at work. Don't worry about it. And all of a sudden, the brother comes home. The grabber kills Max with an axe. That can rhyme right there. Yep. And on the outside, the police rush to the house that Gwen found, but find it empty at first. But later on, in the basement, they find the very bodies of the grabber's victims. The grabber attacks Finley with the axe. And next, but Finney, with all he has learned from the calls, again manages a, to trip the grabber with the cord, calls him to fall into the tunnel. Finney dug, thankfully to one of the callers, where the grabber breaks his leg, traps his ankle in the window bars placed in that the bathroom. The ghost then taunt the grabber over the phone before Finney breaks the neck of the phone cord, killing him. So like he literally grabs the grabber around his neck with the phone cord, strangling him until he puts the phone, I think it's for you, and it's every soul that he has murdered who is across the street in that ground to say, this is the time. This is your time. And Finney breaks his neck. And the grabber is no fucking more. And that is an amazing start to a career of, I think, every actor who is that age in this movie. I think that the brother and sister were perfectly cast. I think Ethan Hawke has pulled off, again, an explosively creepy, creepy-ass personality and act in this movie. So then, to finally give you the, uh, the ending of this movie, Finney distracts the guard dog with the meat from the freezer that he learned again from the past victims. He finally escapes the house using the combination he learned. And when he exits the house, across the street from the grave sites where he reunites with Gwen and the police rush the property. And that's when you see Gwen and Finney. You see how much their brotherly and sisterly love have. And they hug each other so beautifully. They confront and they do that and as the father arrives, he finally apologizes for all his drunken crap, how much he's been an alcoholic since the wife has died. And can you forgive me? Can you forgive me? Apologizes for the treatment he's given them. 
And that's, uh, I think that was also like a really beautifully done segment. And our final scene is back at the school. A now confident Penny sits next to his crush in class, who he was looking at in the beginning of the movie. And I think he's going to have a new girl now. And that's a nice ending. All right, that's the black phone. How do you guys feel? If you saw the black phone did I think the black phone was very much set in a good decade point it was really well done with the scenery the housing the locations that stuff has happened missing people missing boys that was a situation that there was many cases of in the 70s and the 80s in America in America's history there's many towns that didn't have the police forces to be able to find them and the fact that these police officers went to a young girl and if she has dreams or premonitions, they'll take any help to save a life. And that, to me, is really golden to this movie. The, the relationship between brother and sister, uh, the father relationship, it's, everything in this movie has relationships involved. The grabber, you never really learn his name. You know his brother's name. But the grabber, why he's doing what he's doing. Supposedly, when he was young, he... Ooh, static electricity. He was creeped out by the basement. And no one... He pick up the phone, he heard it, and no one was ever on the phone. And Finney is the first person to pick up that phone where anybody else was on the other line. So that was uh, a lot to think about. I loved it. All right, so now I'm going to get into my sponsors before I get into my score, okay? Our first sponsor of the night is from my, my peeps over at TG.company, hardworking uh, family that sell so many great uh, collectible items. And right now, great opportunity to know this to everybody. They have started this amazing new, amazing new adventure. They're on www.whatnot.com slash user slash tge.collectibles. And every week, Michael from the company is doing contests on there. He's selling off products for great things. He's doing giveaways. And on his site, they sell Mezco toys, comic book related, horror related, hot vinyls, same thing and much more collectible gold for us collectibles out there they have literally blessed me with so many great items like a talking chucky doll and other great items such as a pennywise figure and hellraiser ultimate pinhead but um he comes up with new items every week and he's trying his best to provide for his family and do great stuff every time but also please check them out on instagram we follow like we're, we're partners on instagram and follow them at tge underscore collectibles and also tg underscore promotions and if you go to their site please do this use our discount which is underscore which is all lowercase i mean chop shop and you get a 10 percent discount off your entire order so if you order like five products the 10 percent can really help you get a good discount and with the holiday season a few months away their website can provide a lot of good gifts uh, the next sponsor I like to talk about, I'm very proud to know this guy, JD from JD's Heart Reviews. Um, he has a company called Blood Witch Unlimited, which is a company always focused on providing all clothing and accessories with the highest of quality and designs focusing on all things dark. Yes. <laughs> and right now, please check out their Son of a Man comfy t-shirt that is an ode to the infamous and legendary Frankenstein's monster. The true son of man. And remember, no saviors look within. Shop now at www.bloodwitchunlimited.com 
follow and start a conversation with them on Instagram and Facebook at Blood Witch Unlimited and know that they are the darkest of them. And let them know that Zach from THS Shop Shop sent you their way into the dark. Alright guys, so I hope that you guys listen to this at the beginning of your week and I hope you enjoy it. And if you haven't seen The Black Phone, I highly recommend it. Now I'm going to go into my rating. The Black Phone, once again, was the first horror movie I saw in the beginning of this year. I recommended it to several. They then called me, or messaged me, you're right. They loved it. Some people don't love it. Okay. But I loved it. I still love it. I watched it again today so I can review it for everybody. I got to say, this as a written novel, a 10. This as a movie, casting. The scenery, the emotions, the scenes where you almost kind of teared up too with the emotions. It's a ten. This is one of my this is one of my favorite movies of the year. It's gonna stay one of my favorite movies of the year, and I hope that it wins some Fangoria awards. I hope it wins some Chainsaw awards. I hope it this gets out there. I truly hope Ethan Hawke's uh, performance in this is respected by our horror genre and our fans, and knows that he did his best and he killed it in this. So, yes, that movie is getting a 10 for me, and I recommend it to all who have not seen it. Okay, so I hope I'm not boring you all. I know I'm, I'm so low on this. Sorry, guys. I'll have Evil Chris back next week. But this is a, a new discussion I'm going to have with you, and you please feel free to comment on the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop super, uh, you know, Instagram account and when I post tomorrow, and let me know your comments. This is what I'm going to say. This is something that's been bothering me. Don't you hate that in current films right now, in streaming shows, when a character is gets a text message, it's a very important thing, you only have to pause your damn TV screen and then zoom up on it to see what the actual text is saying that means something. So you can barely see it at home. And when you do that, like, what the fuck? Why do I have to zoom up like to see this? I need to know this information before it gets spoiled to me. That bothers me. So that's a bothering segment by Zach, THS Shop Shop. Alright, so I gotta give a shout out to some shows I recently have fell in love with. And please don't judge here. To the Pretty Little Liars Original Sin show that just ended this past week. A great season. Great character development. Great slasher scenes. Great finale. Loved it so damn much. That's some shit that's real ass slasher vibes, alright? We haven't gotten that in a show or a streaming show for a while. Another show that's impressing the fuck out of me is American Horror Stories, the anthology series, second season. It's killing it this summer. We, we've had now three episodes, four episodes. They're awesome. The Milkmaid episode, wow. And then they had this past episode, which I don't want to spoil. Watch it, which is great. And recently as well, Walking Dead, Tales of the Dead. Great first episode. They had some two big actors in it and then the second episode you got Parker Posey a 90's indie queen in that as well and then this third episode they had a story about who you know later on in The Walking Dead as Alpha so and that was really interesting alright guys so um, as I'm alone here hope you enjoyed the review hope you follow me and everything else I want to just like go again and tell you all I appreciate you guys following us and also please promote the tag 
horror movie lovers against bullying because I am an anti-bullying activist. I've been my whole life at this point, and my eyeliners that represent that are always available at tg.company, also at mrEyeliner.com. And are you brave enough to answer and truthful about bullying situations that made you love horror movies? Let me know. Like, did any bullying situation ever happen to you that made you fall in love with horror movies because of it? If you ever look at Friday the 13th, why did the mother want to kill the camp counselors? Because they were bullies, but they were unattentive to her poor son, Jason, that drowned. And that's how we can really start off a horror generation. That, that in my That's my whole start. That's a bully. And with bullies, we got to get rid of them. And we can't allow them. We can't allow these bullies in our horror community, in our genre. I really support that. And I support a lot of the people who actually reach out and support our show, such as Halloween Homestead on Instagram and Blow the Cadaver on Instagram and so many more, Dark Sparks and so many more. I, I just want to mention Kim Lehman is a great friend on there. Uh, don't worry, Evil Pris will be back to have her great banter with me next week's episode. But right now, I want to tell everybody how you can find me on Instagram and more. And book me for cons, because I'm an anti-bullying speaker at cons. So for all bookings and speaking engagements fees on the shows, contact me at ZachTHSChopShop at gmail.com. Or just hit me up at the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop on Instagram. Please also follow Mr. Eyeliner on Instagram. That's MR Eyeliner on Instagram. And any anti-bullying sessions you would like to have or you want to book me on your podcast even, let me know. Send us some matches anytime or a question for our next show at the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop on Facebook or Instagram, which we'll answer our next recording if we think it's creepy enough. And follow and contact me and Evil Press at IG as well. Evil Press is always available on Instagram on her account, Evil Press, so follow her. And I just want to go out by saying horror needs to keep going. If it's at home, if it's in the theaters, we gotta get ready to support horror movies better. We gotta stop like going through the same channels. Like, all right, we can't stop hating on an actress that leaves a horror movie because it wasn't working for her or an actor that's doing that. Don't hate on them. Just understand people make their decisions and good movies are coming. Terrifier 2 is coming too, very soon. And I want to recommend any horror fan who's never actually heard of Screenbox. I give Screenbox app more points than I give Shutter app right now. And Screenbox, I hope to be a sponsor on our show very soon. But Screenbox is brilliant. You can find so many little hidden treasures such as the documentary on It or the documentary on Pet Cemetery, which I absolutely fucking loved. So definitely check out Screenbox. Come back next week and listen to us. Remember, every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, this podcast is published. And let me know any thoughts, comments. Let me know if I sucked. Let me know if I, ah, dude, you can't do this alone. I try my best. Like, this is my solo podcast here. I miss Evil Press. I miss special guests. But I'll have her and I'll have special guests very soon. So let me know what you think of this. Make some comments. And keep following and supporting us. And as the late, great, amazing icon George A. Merrill always said, stay scared. See you at the movies. And as I'm going to say, I want, to, I want you all to keep horror lover, horror loving going in the creepiest of ways, in the best of ways, in the most positive ways, and show younger fans what real horror is about. So this is Zach, THS Shop Shop, signing out. Have a great week. Stay creepy. Stay real. Stay truthful. Be safe. Goodbye from the Chop Shop.
Welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. Chopping up the good, the bad, the insane movies, TV shows of the horror and supernatural genre. With games, trivia, facts, and more.